This episode of the podcast is brought to you by deciding you don't want that thing you picked up at the grocery store, but definitely not going back and putting it back in the correct spot. So you just leave it somewhere in the completely wrong shelf. All men are born to die. We know it. We carry it with us always. If your day be today, so be it. Mine will be tomorrow. Or mine today and yours tomorrow. It matters not. What matters is that you know in your hearts that today you are that kingdom united. You are England. Each and every one of you, England is you. And it is the space between you. Fight not for yourselves. Fight for that space. Fill that space. Make it tissue. Make it mass. Make it impenetrable. Make it yours. Make it England. Make it England. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back in Welcome full back. swing. God, did you miss us? Because we missed you way more. Um, welcome back to Roll the Credits. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And we are doing Netflix's The King mm-hmm. this week. Um, before we jump into it, we had a little bit of a, a thing happen. A COVID scare happened. Quarantine. So we had to take about two weeks off. Um, but we're back. Yep, we're here. And... I am very happy. Yeah. You, you have no idea how much I miss doing this. For you guys, it was like a week without something. For us, it was two and a half weeks, basically, of not yeah. seeing each other. Yeah, and just like, hey, how's everybody doing? Good. Okay, cool, man. <laughs> well, I'm, I'll, I'll see you in three years. <laughs> um, All right, bye. <laughs> so uh, I'm very, very happy to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so back into the swing of things. Today we are doing Netflix is the King. I'm extremely excited to talk about it. Uh, so Zach, give us the rundown of who's in it. All right, guys. So... The King came out in 2019, directed by David McCode. You have Timothy Charlemagne, who plays Hal or Henry, because Hal is just like a nickname. Right. You have Robert Pattinson, who plays, air quotes, the antagonist, mm-hmm. uh, the Dauphine. You have Joel Edgerton in here, who My plays boy. Falstaff. You have Lily Rose Depp, who plays Princess Catherine for like the last 20 minutes of it. Johnny but Depp's daughter. Yeah, you, you gotta put <laughs> it in, I guess. You have Sean Harris, who plays William. Mm-hmm. Um, I argue the actual antagonist. The actual antagonist, yeah. yeah. Uh, ben Mendelssohn, who plays Henry the Fourth, the yep. father. You have Tom Glenn Carney, who plays Hotspur, who is what seems like the first antagonist. Right. But not really? No. And then that's who I got. Okay. Because that's that's the main people's. And this is a film about King Henry the Fourth, who is dying... And uh, typically when when the king is dying or dies, the first son is the one who takes over because, you know, he's mm-hmm. the prince. Um, but pretty much Timothy Charlemagne, who would be the fifth, is kind of just like a drunken guy who's kind of like just disassociated himself from the kingdom entirely, like doesn't really speak to his dad. And he pretty much was just like, I don't really even want the you know, the throne at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then circumstances happen where he ends up actually taking over and then they end up going to war with France kind of under false, false pretenses. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is awesome. Yeah. And that's pretty much what it's about. It's about him ruling over, you know, ruling over, but being an entirely different King than his father. Cause his father was like notorious for being like terrible. Ru- yeah. Just ruthless aggressive yeah just not giving a fuck fighting about with other countries mm-hmm. and you know like never having any peace or anything like that 
and the people didn't really like him that much and he was just kind of like a terrible king and then and then Timothy Charlemagne the fifth comes over and and he's like I want to be completely different and I want this to be I, there's a there's a really incredible line where he literally says like just know that going forth you are going to be ruled by an all entirely different king mm-hmm. and that almost seems like that he is cuz you have that really great scene where like when he first takes it up and I guess, like, in olden times, it would be, like, when a king is starting out new, different countries would give them gifts as, yeah. like, hey, good job. Right. Kudos. Today, you got now it. it's, like, a phone call. It's, like, hey, man, cool. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> but um, I, I really liked that where he was literally giving the gifts to everybody in, like, his council. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, because when, when he says that line where you're, you're going to be ruled by, an, you know, a different king, it almost feels like a line where, like, he would be worse than his dad. Yeah. Like the way that he says it is like, just like, know that I'm going to be ruthless, Mm -hmm. but it was actually like completely the opposite. It was just, I'm going to be nice. Yeah. He's going (laughs) to be peaceful. He's going to bring peace back to, um, and I think this film does an excellent job of showcasing how difficult it is on Mm -hmm. running a fucking country and going in with these intentions of, hey, I'm going to change things. Hey, I'm going to be different. And then realizing like the actual, like the gravity of the situation of being that king and what it actually takes in order to accomplish what you are trying to accomplish. Yeah, to like actually rule a kingdom, it takes more than just like, oh, I'm coming in to rule with peace. Yeah. Because you have all the countries at this point being like, oh, well, then he's going to be weak so we can just take him over. Yeah. And I really enjoyed like the progression of Henry so the, much to the point where I was almost like watching this and I was like, I wish this is what they did for like the last seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I so wish I've this never is how it, they so. fixed Game of Thrones. So like going all the way back to the beginning, like this was, I think, pretty much like the last new film that I saw. Mm-hmm. And I knew obviously, this movie came out in 2019. So it's it, and we watched it. I watched it in 2020. But for the first time, it was like it was like mid-December. And that was like. That was like the last film that I saw that was that I've never seen before for 2020. So after that movie finished, I was like, that was fucking incredible. And then and then I sat with it for a little bit and I was like, okay, like maybe I was just like star stricken by it. Maybe I was just like, okay, look, I haven't seen a new film in a really long time in 2020. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we didn't get a lot of new movies. Um, So like maybe I was just like, all right, like I was just like so overwhelmed with like a really just well-directed film that I, I was just completely just like enamored and like refusing to see any flaws. So then I rewatched it with like, you know, that perspective mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it just as much. Maybe not even, maybe even more the second time. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I ended up watching it a second time just to like fully grasp everything. Yeah. Just to be like, Hey, in case I miss like anything key, mm-hmm. then let me rewatch it and then I'll grasp like everything. Like specifically the whole thing of like the rain at yeah. the end, like with the the battle. Yeah. Of yeah. like if there's rainfall, then we fight tomorrow. It's so good. And like <laughs> Falstaff just coming up with like this huge plan for it. Because yeah. Falstaff in general, like I really enjoyed his character. Yeah. Where he is just like this drunken oaf with Hal. Right. But he is also like this world renowned warrior. Yeah, like back it was kinda like, you know, back in his heyday, he yeah. was like this like really well-known war- warrior who fought, you know, for the land. And he was basically the rock in the attitude era. 
<laughs> Kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the American badass. Yeah, he was top notch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, American badass Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, that was pretty cool. No. Motorcycle. Uh, that would have that would have been one hell of a change if, <laughs> if Timothy Charlemagne just rolls up on a, a keep motorcycle. rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, but yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like him, him being like, you know, I have a pain in my knee, and when I get mm-hmm. that, that means that it's gonna rain. And, and like, I remember when I was watching it with my girlfriend's family, everybody was like, "Yep, that's true. Yep, like, that happens." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Joel Edgerton actually co-wrote this. I could believe it. And every dude, every time that he has a writing credit, mm-hmm. I'm completely like just blown away by the movie. Well, that's and why like Brad Pitt produced this. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. And I was like, these are just some names. Yeah. Cause Joel Edgerton also did the gift. Right. And then he also, he also directed that too. He yeah. wrote and directed that. And he also like, he was in, it comes at night, which is one of our favorite like horror movies oh, yeah. to date. But like, didn't he also have a play in like actually writing it or directing uh, I don't, parts I don't of it? I think he did. I don't. I don't think he did write that movie. I think he may have a production credit, which is still like an, an important piece. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, man, Joel Edgerton is like one of like like honestly, every time I see his face in mm-hmm. a movie, I'm like, I'm gonna see it. Like he's yeah. just one of those actors for me right now, where I'm just like completely in love with everything that he does. I think he is so fucking cool. Yeah, he just has, like, this aura about yeah, him. Yeah, he's great. Uh, and he's a great actor, That's yeah. you know? And, and the character that he plays in this film is incredible and mm. very just, like, noble and funny. Like, he's, like, kind of like the comedic relief. And, and the, for, you know, generally speaking, this movie is actually very serious. Yeah. Like, but he has, like, that little bit of comedy where he's like, all right, I'll fight with you, but only on one condition. If you get this hag off my back. And he's like, <laughs> Pay off my tab. <laughs> and he's like, all right, you're, you're pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but you can obviously tell that, like, he is a very skilled warrior and he knows war tactics. Mm-hmm. And the lead up, because that's what this entire film is leading up to. Yeah, is that battle. war. And, you know... 85, 90% of this film is pretty much just dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it is it is just him learning, King Henry V, learning how to be a king. And then, again, like realizing that it's not so simple. And, and then getting like the insult from France with the, the, ball. the ball that starts it all. That kind of like starts the entire thing. And then his men saying like, that's like, that's an insult. Like you kind of need to retaliate, and he's like, "I don't want to." Like, I'm. You want me to start a war right now because they fucking sent me a ball? Yeah. <laughs> and then, that, then that comes back to play at the end, mm-hmm. and you know, with the daughter and um and his wife, his new wife. Yeah. But um, you know, you have that like, and just him like learning, and so for the entire of this, almost the entirety of this film is like just dialogue. Mm-hmm. Be, be you know, instead of like the few little bits, like I I think that it is so incredible when when he shows up to to the first battle with his brother mm-hmm. and his brother is like you know i'm going to like lead my men and he and he's like no you're not you know king henry he's like yeah. no you're not he's like this is stupid you're you are being just as ignorant and just as uh just angry mm-hmm. and pissed off as our father and you are not going to like you're just going to lead this country into like demolition mm-hmm. like please don't do this and I love the idea of him doing like those one-on-one battles where he's like, "We will fight in place of our men." Yeah. What I really like too is that it it's very realistic. Like it wasn't like this flashy the fight. Action, yeah. It was more of just like, look at these guys swinging swords in like this heavy armor, just exhausted. Gonna, like three yeah. minutes in, you're just yeah, like, <laughs> like they're gonna fall over. Yeah. They're gonna like basically like tackle each other. They're gonna try and wrestle on the yeah. floor, and the finish of it where it's like 
Hala is just kind of moving about the men and grabs the the dagger yeah. and just trips over Hotspur and then just stabs him in the neck. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is incredibly realistic. Yeah. Because there is no way in hell like most fights of medieval times were like so flashy where it's like, right. I'd chop your head off in one sweep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's just not realistic. I mean, those the armor that they were wearing just must have been so heavy. Mm-hmm. And then they can't even fucking see out of those helmets. Yeah. Like... It's it, it just, it, yeah, that's like a, a very big praise is just how how realistic and gritty the, the action is. Because even when you get to like the big battle, yeah. like that too is not clean. No, no, and, it's all just in mud. Yeah. And it's just in it's like this sloppy big... Mm-hmm. And, and man, the camera work in this fucking movie from the opening shot, like when when you're on that battlefield and the, and um what's his name? The... the Hotspur. Yeah, Hotspur's yeah. like... Where are you going? You're crawling the wrong way. Yeah. England is to the west yeah, and yeah. Scotland is to the east. And, then he, and he kills him and you just have that beautiful fucking mm-hmm. like sunset going down and the camera work of like it kind of like swooping in and the, and you see all the bodies laying on the battlefield. I mean, it's just it's incredible. Gorgeous. I mean, it really, really is like the direction of this movie and the cinematography is top notch mm-hmm. and really long takes. Yep. Like not a lot of like cuts. There's a really there's a really beautiful uh, long shots that happen where the cam- the camera's just kind of following the characters doing their thing, and I was just blown away. Yeah, it was awesome. And um, I mean, too, like bringing it back to like realism. What I loved about this film is that yes, it's eighty five percent dialogue, and yes, it's just like how planning out like war and like how to be a king. But I thought that was so awesome to the point where like you're almost watching like this reenactment documentary of it yeah where you're really sitting there and watching what it takes to be a king and like making all these decisions and i thought it was like a cool take on like i said with game of thrones brings more of like the fantasy aspect to it yeah where this movie really like grounds you in reality of like this is the trouble that hal has to go through and i almost beg to differ by the end of it he almost becomes like his father. Well, that's the thing. Like, so when when he uh, when they get to France, yeah, and they just start throwing those like fireballs. Oh, it's so at the awesome! Castle. <laughs> <laughs> we surrender. Stop this. <laughs> yeah, typical French. Just, I was gonna uh, say, <laughs> just like France. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, when they make it there. And, and then, you know, he is making those decisions as to who to kill, like, you know, just keep slamming them and whatever. Like, y- you realize that he is sort of becoming his dad. Mm-hmm. And, and then by the end of the film, you then realize that he is becoming his father mm-hmm. because of the people that he is surrounded by. Like, they are the ones who are encouraging this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they are enabling him to do that and, and, and in a way, like, manipulating him to be the way that he is being. Specifically William. Right. Which we need to talk about him yeah. later. Um, because, man, God, William. Like, mm. he, ugh, so heartbreaking when you find out. Like, because you, you just want, like, he's so yeah. good. And you're just like, yo, you're like. You're he's like, such a good advisor. Yeah, yeah. But, man. All right. But anyway, so they get to France. And yeah, when they're just like throwing fucking like fireballs, I remember everyone in the living room that we were watching, everyone was like, is this just how it was? Yep. I was like, I guess. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's that easy. Like, it's just like, <laughs> why does no one have catapults anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so they make it to France. They're blowing up the castle. They surrender. They move forward into the field. And then, and then you get introduced to my least favorite part of this movie, which is Robert Pattinson. Which sucks because... This is, again, where Robert Pattinson is doing, like, these indie films, which is awesome for his career. Yeah. 
but it's still like god please just don't do a french accent and please stop it, like like i i kind of understood like the point i think because like He's like his character is like, supposed to be that of like the slime ball, like the, mm-hmm. like the the guy who's just like over the top and gross and and just I don't know. There, but there is you can clearly hear him in this film fuck up the accent yes. in the middle of the sentences, mm-hmm. and it just is like and he's just like overacting. And there's a point in which where he he Robert Pattinson like delivers his line, and then Robert Eggers' character, I mean, um. Uh, not Robert Eggers. Uh, um, uh, uh, Timothy Charlemagne. No. Um, oh, uh, Joel Edgerton. Yeah, Joel Edgerton's character just kind of like lets out like this yawn, yes. like, oh, <laughs> all right. And it's it just like, like and Jesus. It, and it kind of feels like that was like the entire movie set. Like, everybody was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I almost feel like had they like switched it around a little bit. Because Robert Pattinson is English. Right. So have him do an English accent. He would have been fucking comfortable doing that. Yeah, but he can't because he's supposed to be French. Yeah, but even so, like... I don't know. Take like, up a class. Yeah, like, <laughs> give me something. Like, that, is, that has always been, like, from what it seems like uh, between this film and... What's the new one on the Netflix? Devil all the time. Devil all the time. From I haven't seen that yet, but from what I hear, it's the same thing with, like, the accent where it's, like, he's just kind of going in blind. Yeah. And I love Robert Pattinson right now. I like him too. I, I think that he is well on his way to becoming like a great actor. Yeah. But please take a fucking like a class. Accent like give me class. something. Yeah. yeah. Like or just don't do accents because like we've seen it. The Lighthouse was fucking fantastic of like this almost Brooklyn like old yeah. school wiki English accent. Right. Like he did it well. Yeah. Yeah. So why not why not do it from the French accent? <laughs> yeah. It's just it's it's too over the top. I but mean, that really is like the biggest thing that I have going against this film is Robert Pattinson's character as a whole and there is no clear antagonist throughout the film. Which is fine mm-hmm. for in a sense because like at the end you get the goods, but throughout the film you're kind of just like who are we supposed to like have how root against? Yeah, I see what you're saying, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that the that the film does a decent enough job w- with Robert Pattinson's character of making him a character that you hate, especially mm-hmm. once they start murdering the kids. Yeah, and, and then he they make the that. Back. Yeah, and then they make that one kid like like live on, and then walk with the decapitated head of the other child and bring it to the fucking camp. I mean, that is obviously. You're not supposed to like no. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> so. um I don't know. I, I, I sort of get it, but I don't know. I, I, at the end of the day, like the film isn't about the antagonist, I yeah. guess. It's kind of more about the kingdom itself mm-hmm. and becoming a king and learning the ropes of it. Um, and for that, I think it I think it nails it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do love, though, the, the way that Robert Pattinson's character dies. I hated it. I liked it. I hated it because it was like you're building up this... Again, air quotes antagonist. Yeah. And then to have him go out literally slapstick comedy, <laughs> just falling in the mud <laughs> after doing like this cool guy, like take out the sword and like swipe yeah. it around yeah, really yeah. quick. I don't know. I liked it because I thought that it was, I thought it was like, uh, like showing that, you know, I don't know. Like there, there's just something about it where it's like, he is like building up to be like this crazy antagonist. And then you realize that he's just a fucking guy, like a kid. Yeah. And 
and he's just, you know, shooting a lot. Like he's just talking a lot of shit. And, and then when it comes down to it, and it's not that he's not a good fighter. He just never got the chance because, again, he wasn't he didn't have the war tactics of wearing all the all the gear and and the mud being heavy and slippery mm-hmm. and whatever. And, and he just didn't have that. So he goes in and and he was defeated. And I like and I loved how Timothy Sharp or, you know, King Henry just didn't even like waste his time on him and yeah. just let, and let his own guys just kill him and yeah, just he was fucking like, fuck rip it. him apart basically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was pretty badass. Yeah, and that's fucking speech. Oh my God. The speech that King Henry gives to his men right before they go to war. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about like, like f- not, not fighting for yourself, but fighting for the it's, space it's between yourselves. Oh man. Make it real. Make it solid. Make it England. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just so good. That's our, that's our clip for this one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really fucking awesome. It's awesome. Uh, and you know, I think Timothy Charlemagne did an incredible job portraying Again, portraying him. This was a film where I'm I'm starting to realize why people are getting on the hype wagon of Timothy Charlemagne. Yeah, I've been, I've been like, on that. With Lady Bird, not so much because I understood what his character was. I yeah. just felt like he was kind of like lazy acting. Yeah. This, I really felt it that he was like trying and wanted to be King Henry. Yeah, we got to watch uh, Call Me By Your Name. Mm. That's like another movie where he's really good in. Um, but yeah, so. I'm still excited for Dune too with him. Yeah. There's a lot of people in there, man. Yeah, there's so many <laughs> names. Um, but yeah, so the, the speech leading up to leading up to that war, and then, dude, my, I remember the first time I watched it, my heart pounding so much, like, like audibly, like everyone was like, oh, I had "This chills. is so intense." Because, like, again, like you're building up to this war, this entire film, and then you're finally there, and they don't just like go at it like right away. Like there is that slow build up, even to the point when they're on the field, mm-hmm. and they're slowly like walking towards one another and then you have the guys with the long bows and i mean man i was my heart was just going to do, 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 do and i was like yo this is so intense um and then yeah they win of course mm-hmm. and then you have like that really crazy line where he's like hey like his you know I, I don't know if it's william that says it to him but it's like one of the guys that says to him like after they kind of won the battle they say hey france might like reconvene again and then if, if they do that then we're not going to be able to defeat him yeah you know that time so he's just like kill them all and it's like, and that's after he saw that unfortunately Falstaff died. Yeah. So, and he was like really his last tie to being who he truly was before mm-hmm. he became a king. Yeah. And uh, and then you get to the end where mm-hmm. it you have like the kind of big reveal that William basically orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah. So like there was an assassination attempt against him by France. Uh, the ball thing. The there was something else I think too, and like it all just seems like it may have all been a lie. Mm-hmm. Like we don't even really know if France actually sent that ball. Yeah, which almost then makes Dolphin the the protagonist in this film because he's just trying to defend his country. Yeah, against a man who's coming to invade it for no reason. Right. Yeah. And in the end, like I said, it really does become where Hal is subject to sins of the father and becomes his dad. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's intense. But when he fucking stabs William in oh the back of the God. head. Oh, my God. It's such a quick, clean motion. <laughs> it's like, Just boom, boom, oh, done. Dude, what about when he, when, the, when he decapitates his own guys? Oh, because he thinks that they're working with France. Oh, man. That was good. That was that was actually CGI done well. Yeah, that was that was intense, mm-hmm. and it was clean. And, and you like, see it. Too? Yeah, they show you everything, and and it's not like over the top. It's just like all you hear is like the axe hit the wood, mm-hmm. just like that quick, 
And it's yep. just like, whoa. <laughs> I had to rewind it. I was like, my girlfriend walked out of the room and she, I was like, you have to watch this. Like, you need to see this this real quick. And she watched it and she was like, that was fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Just like score. Um, yeah. But yeah, when he stabs him in the back of the head, whoo, man, yeah. crazy. It's, it's rough. Yeah. But and I mean, deserving. Yes, absolutely. Because I mean, William has like this really great kind of like speech at the end when he's screaming at him basically where he was like and he's actually like kind of like begging like you know mm-hmm. and he's like he's kind of like saying like you know this is what i did for this, you like, yeah listen he's like to you them. hear them like chanting your name this is how we get peace yeah and and he kind of like you know tells him that you know he's too young to understand like r- right now like he needs the experience that william has and it's going to take him years and eventually he'll like realize that like you know what they did was correct and King Henry had no. Yeah, fucking, he was he, he was no, not about no, it. No, and he fucking kills him. Mm-hmm. And then they have that incredible moment at the end when he goes to meet his wife, mm-hmm. and he has like that conversation where he's just like, you know, going forward, I will like just pretty much like let's just be honest with one another going forward, be hundred percent true with one another, and then you just have like the like King Henry chanting of the of the oh, people in the chills back again, man. It's so good, man. <laughs> like it really is, honestly, mm-hmm. like. This film is like a 10 out of 10 for me. Like, I almost have zero gripes with this movie, except for the simple fact of Robert Pattinson's Mm -hmm. overacting in it. Yes. Besides that, which you can't even really fault the movie for, that's the actor in the movie. Mm -hmm. Besides that, for me, this was like a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Because hands down, my favorite film that I saw during 2020. Yeah, because I do love Robert Pattinson. I just wish he either went a more subtle accent or no accent at all. Yeah, please. But otherwise... just, Just give me something more subtle, like... The, the 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 little cock with yeah. the big balls, it's like, stop. Big balls like, just, and the little. Cock. <laughs> it's like just, and he's doing yeah. the whole hand motion. And it's it's just too much, man. It's yeah. too much. But I do give it probably ten out of ten as well. It's so good. If not ten out of ten, nine point five. I'm out of surprised 10. because uh, like I remember I called you and I was like. You, you were in the middle of watching and I was like so what are you thinking so far and you're like it's all right yeah. and I'm like it's all right <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible um but I'm I don't know I'm glad I guess that you that you rewatched it and whatever. yeah I had to like sit with it a little bit yeah man that movie I'm, I'm probably gonna rewatch it again I want to <laughs> show my girlfriend's father it because yeah he didn't watch it with us mm-hmm. Ooh. see this is what I went through <laughs> <laughs> this is what I battled through so uh I mean yeah man honestly I really have like no complaints about this movie nope. I, I think that this might be the best Netflix original I've seen yeah, I mean, Netflix pumps out, like, really good stuff when they want to. Yeah. And this is definitely it. Like, not since The Ritual have I really been invested in yeah. a Netflix movie. Right, exactly. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, Netflix, just this is, like, what all Netflix, all Netflix films aspire to be, I yeah. think. Like, this is a fucking war epic, mm-hmm. and, and it's just incredible. Like, there was, re- I really have almost no complaints about the movie it's directed beautifully it's acted incredibly timothy charlemagne as the, as the king is great i mean joel edgerton as his side man is great like yep. everybody is incredible and i i really have no complaints yep 10 out of 10 yeah starting off this year what a banger we get it we're good <laughs> frank recommendation time all right so the so uh during the new year mm-hmm. i've decided that you know Everyone does like new. It's usually, people do like a New Year's re- resolu- a resolution. New mm-hmm. Year revolution. You're gonna get three gym memberships <laughs> <laughs> and use none of them. <laughs> um, so one of my resolutions was that I want to read twelve books this year. So like mm-hmm. basically one book a month. Okay. If I do more, great. But the the goal is you know twelve books throughout this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I finished my first book, and 
uh, you recommended Good Mythical Morning mm-hmm. um, before, and they, Rhett and Link, Rhett McLaughlin and Link Neal released a book, I think like in 2019, actually, mm-hmm. uh, called The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek, Okay, which is a horror book, hmm. and it's actually like pretty serious and goes actually like dark, like darker than I was like ever expecting. Um and it's pretty much, it takes place in like the 80s or 90s. And it's like them like growing up as kids. It's very much like inspired by their childhood. But it, it very much turns into like ritualistic, satanic type things. And it, I'm, like it really goes dark. Like a surprise, like for two guys who eat like testicles on the internet, like mm. they actually like made a compelling book that went way deeper and darker and metaphorical than I really like ever anticipated. Um so I highly recommend the lost the lost causes of Bleak Creek. Nice, like it's really really good. Surprise! It really surprised me. Um, Very so cool. Yeah. I didn't know that they made a horror book. Yeah, it's really like I like when like comedy acts like that do something like out of left field. Yeah, it's like Jordan Peele making like horror movies. All yeah. of a sudden, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I it really really uh, I thought it was incredible. I ended up finishing it in like two weeks because I was just I mean I don't know it was it was great. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> and you had time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's my recommendation. Zachary, I don't know. Do we say what we're doing next? Oh, yeah. Okay. What are we so, doing next? Uh, starting off again, new format. We're going to be doing a movie discussion. Mm-hmm. So for the next one, I thought it would be fun, even though it seems kind of a little bit more fitting for Halloween, but that's a that's a distance away. So we're going to be doing films that scared us as kids. Yeah. And maybe we'll get into like why we think they scared us and yeah. maybe stuff that scares us now. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we've grown up and we're adults and we can handle big boy stuff now. Eh, adults <laughs> is a very loose term. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, cool. That'll be it. And then please like on our Instagram, our Facebook, please let us know what films you've been scared by as children. <laughs> we want to know yeah cool. so we can haunt your dreams <laughs> all right cool so look forward to that conversation uh zach take us out all right guys thank you for listening now frank this is how peace is forged it is forged in victory <laughs>